I'm with Mark Rowland, who is a breeder of peppers, chilies, and tomatoes. Now tell us, come on, how did you get into this then? Well, um, more or less by accident. We couldn't get uh, tomatoes that we really enjoyed, so I thought I'd breed one up, just concentrating entirely on flavour at the expense of all other characteristics. And uh, we could do this because we were doing it on the back of our main business, which was breeding and growing cut flower sweet peas. A little bit different when you get to tomatoes, is it, or is it similar? Well, it's, um, you know, once you start breeding plants, it gets a bit of um, a bug, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yes, well, and um, anyway, the... the we only ever intended to produce this tomato for our own use, but it was so successful against all the odds. Uh, I mean, we were very lucky, I think. And uh, it was so good that we were persuaded to market it and set up Gourmet Genetics as a company to do so. Then we went on to breed other tomatoes, and we've always liked chilies, and we eat chilies most days, so it seemed sensible maybe to expand. Move into chillies. Yes. So what was the tomato, the first tomato you did then? Is it one that we know? Sweet? Sweet aperitif. Oh, yeah. I think that now is available from all the big uh, seed companies, yes. So what other, you know, tomatoes that one would know have have come from yourself? Uh, Black opal is uh, a very nice uh, one which has firmer texture and a better flavour than most of the black cherry tomatoes on the market and rosella which uh, was singled out um, for its flavour and has been also very successful it's a very different flavour that a very fruity one not particularly tomato like but uh, James Wong picked it up and put it in his book of Growing for Flavour. That helps. That oh, helps. it helps, it helps. <laughs> now, your chilies, you know, I mean, I always find, you know, if one looks back in, on life, uh, chilies have become so popular in the last, what, I don't know, 10, 15 years, do you think? Yes. Um, Why do you think, I mean, okay, we always say foreign, foreign holidays, people, you know, going to other places and trying these different things. But today, I mean, if... You struggle to go to a restaurant where something isn't loaded with chilli. Do you think we've overdone it, or we've overdone it with the wrong chilies? do you think? Um, yes, I, I think my preference is for using chilies as a background flavour. We tend to grow the milder chilies, which blend in rather than dominating a dish, although we certainly do eat very hot chilies on occasion if we have a prawn stir-fry we like to put really hot chilies in with it but we use chilies as I say every day and it is slightly frustrating that most people in this country don't realize that chilies are grown for flavor all around the world it's a major food crop and it's not all about heat the main chilies grown in Mexico the poblano the chilaca the mulatto they don't have a lot of heat They do grow hot chilies, obviously, to mix in as and when they want it. So what we're saying is that, that really, the domination has been hot chilies. People always say, oh, chilies, oh, have you tried, have you tried? Yes. And they're always the hot ones people are talking about, aren't they? Yes, which is unfortunate. It's a shame. 
I, I think it's very sad because it, it's become a macho thing growing super hot chilies. Now, they're not terribly useful in the kitchen because... They're too hot. They're too hot. <laughs> Strangely enough, they do have a, a very, very nice flavour. We, uh, we tasted a Maruga red, but we cut a very small piece off it, wrapped it in a pellet of bread and ate that. And you get the flavour before you get the heat. So that's the important thing. So if you were growing a mild uh, chilli, I mean, what sort of mild chilies would you recommend people to grow? And would you have to grow them in a glass house or can you grow any of them on the windowsill or, in, or outdoors? We grow in a glass house because we got a lot of uh, glass. But uh, a lot of people grow them on the windowsills and a lot of people grow them outdoors. They perform better under glass, I think. But um, most of them, if if we get a good summer, which is... Uh, Not doing very well at the moment. <laughs> so do you, no. need a, do you need a hot spell at the end of the summer or has it got to prolonged all the way through? Uh, it's certainly better if it's hot all the way through because it is a short growing season in this country and the plants are native to... Well, you uh, said Mexico. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, name one place, yeah. Basically from the southern United yeah. States down to the middle of uh, South America. So most of them are uh, used to rather better conditions. But it's one of the reasons we're breeding in this country. We're actually breeding inevitably for plants that do well under our conditions. And so that that's, it does give us a, a, a big start that they aren't, we're not trying to adapt plants from... You're looking for new. Yes. A couple that, I just said, a couple of varieties that you could grow on the windowsill that would be milder, that people could perhaps enjoy adding to their food. What, what would they look for? Um, Machu Picchu is one that we're very keen on. It's a chinense. It, quite unusual. It's a compact plant and it ripens to brown, which um, is unusual but it's sweet, it's mild, it's got a very interesting flavour and people who try it really like it. Uh, it makes a good powder, which is very useful because... You use it all through the year then, can't you? That's right. Uh, the season for fresh chilies is quite short in this country, so chilies that you can uh, either char grill and freeze or that you can convert into powders and sauces are obviously an advantage. So that's a brown one. What other colours could you grow just to make a bit of interest on the windowsill that would be, I say, mildish again? You can tell I'm a mild chilli man, not a, not a hot chilli man. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, um, Trinidad Perfume is one we particularly like. That's a chinense, but it's got no heat. It's got the full habanero flavour, and it, it's really quite... Um, gives you quite a shock if you eat one of those because you get the strong flavour that you think is going to be really hot and then you don't get the heat. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yes. It, it, it's actually a nice joke to play on people because I don't, I don't feed people hot chilies, which puts them off, but it's, it's quite amusing to feed somebody a very mild chilli, which they think when they bite into it is going to be really hot. <laughs> so really a recommendation for people is... Um, in the UK is to try some of the milder ones, add them into your food and you'll find that actually it just adds a bit of zest and flavour. Yeah? Abs absolutely, yes. Um, in the, the, 
I think one of our favourites is Havana Gold. It's it's not really a windowsill plant because it's quite tall growing and open growing, but the it's thin fleshed, so the chilies dry very easily, and you can grind it up to make a powder, and we use that in everything.